we're back. This is episode three. This is three. Yeah, last week it got a little crazy at the end. I don't even know if they could hear anything that was going on at the end of the episode. It was, it was a lot. I feel like we always have to fight for our seat in heaven. I don't know if it's a weed situation, but <laughs> one of us I, do. <laughs> I do. I do. I think I really need to get dipped again. Okay, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't know if, that if you walked up there, they would be like, oh, no, you've already done this. Right. I feel like the water like start kind of like smoking a little bit. Oh, mm. that's kind of scary. Well, you know, my life is scary. Yeah. Mm. So if anybody's wondering, like, what is this in Toya's arm? And what is she doing? I don't know. Y'all probably can't see like oh, right. they, the top, but right. they can see the. So she's getting an IV drip. My girl been traveling. She came back late one night and had to go to work early the next morning. Mm-hmm. Like, not even lying, she just sat over here and took a 15-minute nap because <laughs> oh, <laughs> she is tired and jet-lagged. So she's getting an IV drip. It's got some vitamins in there for her, some B-complex, some vitamin C, some zinc for immunity. So that's why she got her arm like that. And she's not going to move it until I take the... Yeah, I'm not going to do too much moving at all. But it's super comfortable. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Super proud of you. Thanks. This is like... Oh, yeah, that's... So, I guess I never... Yeah, talk about, about, like, girl, we plug this shit. So, I, uh... I mean, y'all probably... Y'all already know already that I'm a flight attendant and a nurse. Mm -hmm. And now I'm a nurse that's opened my own business. Um, I have an IV hydration business now. It's called Aviation Hydration. I've been open for, like four months now and this is basically what I do I provide IV hydration to people whether it's jet lag immunity I even have someone that gets beauty drips so she gets biotin um, vitamin C B complex and a antioxidant called glutathione she gets all that in her IV because she wants it for her hair skin and nails oh my goodness she comes every two weeks and she gets her yeah gets her IV drip for that reason yeah, so that's yeah. my new venture. Girl, you go, girl. It's it's like this is like self care to a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, it's different. I feel like people in Memphis, like I mean, there's other places here that do, but I feel like a lot of people in Memphis don't really know about it. Like right. they're like, right. "What's IV hydration?" Right. Right. Um, and it's so many different names: IV vitamin therapy, IV infusion, mm-hmm. IV drip. Like it's so many different um, things that people call it. So. I mean, it's me learning that I have to explain a lot more what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but basically the reason why you get it is because when you take oral vitamins, you only are getting about 50% of the benefits of the vitamin. And that's because when you take the vitamin, that the digestive process breaks down the vitamin okay. and it leaves you with about 50% of the benefit by the time it gets, by the time it gets to your bloodstream. Makes sense. Whereas IV, this is going straight into your bloodstream. So these are liquid vitamins in fluids and they're going straight into your bloodstream. So, bloodstream, so you get um, 100% wow. of the benefits. Wow. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I and mean. then the, the extra fluid didn't hurt anybody. Because, you know, we all, it's summertime, it's hot, we're losing a lot of water by sweating and stuff. Uh-huh. And we don't drink the water to replace it. I so know. you're getting a thousand milliliters of fluid, which is basically <gasps> like drinking a gallon of water. Oh my God, yeah. yes. Yes. Because <laughs> my girl was asleep. I was about knocked. Knocked out. 
I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. everybody check it out. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I can only do it in the state of Tennessee right now. Mm-hmm. Once I, um, I don't think I'm going to expand it. I don't know. It was just, it's a process. Like, it's starting a business, one, is not easy. And then two, starting a legally you know, binding business. I had to get a medical director. I had to get an attorney, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk to pharmacists, like everything that goes into it. I don't think I would start it again. Like if I were to expand to uh-huh. another state, but yeah, so this only runs in Tennessee. So if you on vacation, if you come, as long as you're physically in the state of Tennessee, you can do you can it. Get an IV drip. I'm excited for me. I'm... I mean, you can go else, you, you know, Yeah. but for me, if you come to me, you come to Memphis, you can get an IV drip. It's top tier. <laughs> it's literally top tier because you know we're we're at the age where convenience and luxury and ease and things that like you know nice quick fixes like that that's our go to. So yeah. this is like yeah. right on time and it's healthy. Yeah. And it's oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean it's literally painless. It took her like literally two seconds to set up all of this shit and put this and whoop de whoop. And I mean I. When I tell you I hate needles, but like I literally, I've had a lot of stuff go in my body, and this, I mean, I literally, literally felt nothing. So you know, yeah, you know, I'm just saying for the girls and the guys that you know like top tier shit. This is pretty top tier for real. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you. And you got your haircut. I did. Yeah, you I know what they say when you get your when you get your haircut. About to change your life. Is there anything that we should know? No. Legally, illegally? I ain't changed yet. Wow. It's okay, though. I, I had to let the dead shit go. Okay. So that's really why I got a haircut. It, okay. It needed to be let go. Okay. Um, In more ways than one. I was going to say, are you talking about your ends or are you talking Both. about... A I, lot of things. I mean, you know, it's always good to let dead shit go, you know? Always. And you don't have to wait till the fall to do it. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I cut my hair... Everybody's like, is that your hair? And I'm like, yeah, it's mine. I, yes. I, I, I chopped it off. Why you cut it? You should have consulted with me first. <laughs> but it's gone. I love it. I um, was thinking yesterday, <laughs> I was flying and I was doing a reel, making a reel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to let my hair grow back. You know, I can see that for you. I really like it like this. It's so chic. Yeah, thank you. It's so like, you know, you know, some of those people who have those, like the, that high fashion, like they have that that Blank, look about bob, them yeah. yes and i'm yeah. like i can literally see you doing short stuff and all this other yeah. stuff like that i feel like it's already grown because i can promise you it was i think saturday makes two weeks okay and i guarantee you my hair was not touching the collar of anything when she cut it okay like it's already on the top of my neck and you go, okay, okay. So I don't know if it's growing already or what, or maybe just we curled. And she didn't curl it tight. She literally did, like, big waves. So it oh. couldn't have been that it was curled. I think it's already growing out. But Girl. she's going to be short for a while. until oh. Look, until I get another sew-in. Until you get another sew-in. <laughs> I'm getting tired of my and hair. I'd be like, I'm getting a sew-in. The versatility of black women. You know, one day is short, one day is long. Maybe yeah. a pixie cut. Well. Maybe braids. I don't think I'm going to do a pixie cut. Well, not a pixie. I mean, you got the face for it. I don't think so. I think my face is very large. Like, my head is small, but my face is, because it's very oval, is, you know. So, I feel like you need, like, a little bitty, like, tiny face got to wear you. a pixie cut. 
I feel you. I definitely couldn't. Like, wow, you think your, I really think my face is big. I didn't think your face was big. Like, and I got like abnormal features, like nose big, lips big, cheeks big, eyes very little. <laughs> like, I yeah, know. I can never see myself with a pixie. I would never cut my hair that short anyway. Um, like Tony Braxton in the what's the first album? Okay. I, I don't think that I would get, I mean, you know, unless I had a Britney Spears in 08, I don't think that I would be cutting my hair that short. Nah, and I've been close. Oh, let me tell you. I've been close more times than, I still dance around like, you know, like Britney Spears be dancing around. Yeah, I do that at home. <laughs> be dancing in the mirror and stuff like that. And I look just like that, just shaking yeah. my hair and all this other stuff. But shout out to Britney Spears. Mm. Mm. Bless her. Bless it. I don't want to be like her, you know, like the stuff that she going through. But yeah, the Lord's still working on me because I have days where I just be over it. I, I was we, venting oh. last night to my mom. Oh my! Like I, you well, I you hadn't vented to me, but it's been so. I don't know. It's Mercury and retrograde in the microwave or something because it's been. Like, a lot of my girls, like, their cycles have been, like, super heavy. Mm. Like, life has been lifing for a lot of people. Like, and it's like, I'm like, what is this? Mm. What What's going on? What's in the water? I know some parts of our area had the gasoline diesel in the water from the, uh, yeah. So, I'm like, did, did motherfuckers drink the, the diesel in the water in Germantown? Or, like, what is? Oh. Yeah. When they water, yeah, they don't have no water because yeah. they got from the storm. Yeah, from the storm. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, you, I don't know. I just, because my cycle's over. It wasn't heavy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think for me too, I'm the type of person that, and this is bad, but I let things pile up. Like, it'll be one thing that'll go wrong and I brush it off. And then mm -hmm. the second thing go wrong and mm -hmm. I brush it off. Then the third and fourth thing, and I now I'm like blowing up. Gotcha. And then it looks like to people like, well, that was minute. Why are you blowing up about that? It's like, no, because I tried to let it go all those other times. Mm -hmm. And now that it's all a domino effect, now I'm going off and yelling and, you know. Uh, are you in therapy, friend? Not currently. And that's fine. Yeah, that's I, fine. I've been in and out of therapy. Um, just, you know, because I don't like to go to therapy just because something's wrong. Right. Like I like the t the skills and stuff to take with mm -hmm. me throughout my life, but the last therapist I had, and you know, therapy. And I'm like, there. Of course, we talked about this. Therapy is like a gym. If you go to the gym and you use the equipment, it works. But it's like, you know, it's not a it's it's not the end. I'll be all like when something mm -hmm. is going wrong. Are you are you in therapy, motherfucker? Well, and for me, like, I can like I get to have a bad day and I get exactly. to vent about it and exactly. you know be upset that it's happening mm -hmm. and then and to other people it may look small but you don't live my life you right. know like for instance right. people are like you do a lot like you don't have to you don't have to do all this and I'm like well it's easy for you to say that right you right. know because you're not in my life you're not in my, in my skin yeah. like and I'm like I'm doing this because I'm trying to set myself up for financial freedom like right. I don't want to continue clocking into somebody's job. Whew. And so this is me taking my skills, my degree, my education, and putting it into something that's mine, and I can run it how I want. Right. Do I get tired of talking to customers and trying to get them to purchase a certain? Absolutely. Right. Because it's so out of my personality to even sell anything. That is. It so is. So yeah. it's it's 
it's a lot. And for me, like just standing in a club with, you know, 200 people drains my battery. You think me going to fly, right. being a flight attendant for three days, mm. and being on the phone with potential customers, mm -hmm. my social battery is depleted. Like, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. I can see that. I can so see I that. have to figure out ways to recharge my battery. And sometimes that's venting about all the bullshit I do. Right. With, you right. know. That is. Oh my god. That's that's a word. That that's a that's a you you spoke a lot. Like yeah, I think my yeah, yeah. Yeah. Social media and just doing like uh like it's of course adulting is ghetto, but like the responsibilities of like everything, you know, it kinda weighs heavy. It's definitely yeah. weighing heavy for sure. Yeah. And I yeah. mean I've I've learned a lot in the last four years about taking it one day at a time. That's something I I taught myself with becoming a flight attendant because you just don't know what's gonna change by mm -hmm. the day. And I always say, as long as I'm on the clock, y'all can do whatever. But when it's my day off, don't mess with me. Right. You know, and so that's why I say I take everything one day at a time with this business. I've, for the most part, I've been taking it one day at a time. But I have to not focus on certain things of it so that I can take it one day right. at a time. Right. And then when I go back to focus on this thing I wasn't supposed to be focusing on, then it all falls to shambles. I'm super proud of you because you're still doing something for yourself. And yeah. I know this, and I know it's like, uh, I know I'm doing it. I'm in the thick of it. But it's like <laughs> for, I mean, you have successful careers, yeah. plural, and breaking out, doing something for yourself, like you said, for financial reasons, for your passions and stuff like that. That takes a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's not fucking easy, like at all. Yeah. So to be consistent and do it and all of this other, and I've seen you in your, you know, in your dynamic, I've seen you do the drips on people and stuff like that. And I'm like, you, I mean, on the outside looking in for what it's worth, mm -hmm. you really, you're doing it, bitch. <laughs> you're doing you. it. You're doing it. You're doing it. I would rather have that stress than, uh, you know, people going into jobs that they just absolutely hate and yeah. all this. Like you are literally creating something for yourself. And that just goes to show the black woman is so <laughs> fucking powerful because we like, it's still, we don't let up. Yeah. We see something we want, we're going to do it. And yeah, that's, that's the same thing Fred said. He said, you literally set standards for yourself and then you surpass them, mm -hmm. which is a great compliment. But if you are a male out there, I don't want to do all this. I promise you I don't. I don't want to get gas. I don't want to get groceries. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be independent. I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't want to be independent. Mm -mm. I, I need help. I want help. <laughs> I want help me. Please. Help me. Like anywhere that you can come in and lighten the load. Please. Like, I don't care dating. I don't care about your favorite color. No. I don't care about, I really don't care about your traumas. I don't care about your mama. Well, I'm going to stop. I, I do. I care about your trauma. No, fix it. I don't care about it. We all got, we all got it. Just like we all got assholes. You wipe your own ass. Wipe your shit. Deal with your shit. I will help you if you need to, but that is just something that you've got to, you've got to get in there. You've got to handle that yourself. Mm. I don't care about it no more. What is you trying to do? Where can you help? What can we, what, what, what can we do for each other? What? Yeah. What? I mean, but traumas don't just go away. Like there is no end point. Right. So you're going to have to care about their trauma because there's some shit that's going to pop up in your relationship that was dealt, that was from a trauma. Now I understand. I'm just saying right now, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> 
but I do understand that it, it was it's great if you're aware of them. Yeah. It's great if you're actively trying to, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if you get triggered, if I do something to trigger you, you know how to deal with it, you know how to communicate it with me, you know how to withdraw, whatever you got to do to self-soothe and cope, I will be the assistant for mm. you. I don't mind, you know, hey, I need to take a breather. We need to table this and come back to it. I don't mind doing any of that. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, just right now, and I feel like in relationships, in our relationships too, like, there's so much selflessness that goes on, whether you got kids, whether not showing up for your friends, showing up for your business and stuff like that. Sometimes you just don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. I just, I, I don't care. I have, I have nothing to give. I got love for, I got love, but like, I love you. But like, yeah. right, especially like right now, this week, I, I don't have a lot to give. Yeah. I don't have a lot I mean, to and do. that, but that changes throughout the week. So I think, you know, being in a relationship is a lot of give and take. It's understanding that I ain't got nothing to give this week. Like, I, I'm done. Right. I'm right. social metered out. I'm tired. I'm th this happened at work. This happened on my way home. This happened when I was driving down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything piles. And so your partner should understand that this ain't her week. Right. Like, right. Let, let me take the 100% this week. Right. Because everybody got to give 100% in a relationship. Ain't That's no 50, 50 right. ain't no 80, 20. Each person has to give 100% of themselves. But can you, but what we just said, we, okay, and, and the times you can't give 100%, you need to 100%ly convey that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, I'm out, don't, you know what I'm saying? People, they act strange or they get an attitude or they yeah. just act so moody and stuff like that, which you have that right, but it's yeah. like, if I ask you what's wrong, ain't nothing, okay. I'm finna skip through the sunflower meadow, motherfucker. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so, I'm glad we have the same energy because I really, I was like, when I text you before, guys, I was like, sis, I'm operating at 10% and that was being gracious because I'm really at like a negative two. <laughs> so I was like, I just want to let you know, like my energy is like, my energy, my aura, like all this is not like it usually is. So you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to bear with me and you have to bear with me. So. I'm glad we kind of like on the same wave because usually, yeah, usually are. I mean, not to mention that our cycles have synced up. Oh, God, <laughs> that's so fucked up. <laughs> oh, I speaking of, I uh, quit birth control pills. You quit? Mm -hmm. Okay. They changed my birth control, and uh, with the fibroids that I have, mm. they're super small, and um, of course, you know, uh, some of the estrogen and progesterone, whatever that word is. Yeah. It uh, feeds it and make them bigger. Uh -huh. because, so I ha was on a very, very uh, low estrogen birth control and they switched it. And I noticed like the hormone, I, I noticed a change in my body. And mm -hmm. not saying like the fibroids have gotten bigger or whatever, what have you. But I was like, I noticed a difference. And I'm like, I literally am not having sex. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get all of this out of my body and get in sync with the way my body naturally flows. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm seeing, you know, the little things you have, like, during your ovulation time you and when your period, yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I usually, on birth control, pills, a week before I had uh, menstrual, uh, like, symptoms. Okay. Now, I don't have them. Well, I do, and I, I don't take birth control. Okay. I, I literally will start cramping, like, a week before my cycle is due to come on, and cramping just as bad as I do when I actually do start my cycle, and I haven't taken birth control since early college. Yeah. So, um, it has okay. Like as we get older and stuff, has this happened like gradually over time, or has it always been like this since you got off birth control? 
No, my cycle, my nothing about my cycle has been different in my entire life. From oh, when I started till now, nothing has been different. I may bleed a little bit more um, now, but cramps, cramping a week before, PMS, and everything is exactly the same. So I that's like on, two weeks of inconvenience. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. I just don't want any more. I don't want anything in my body that doesn't need to go in there. And that, yeah, that's fine. It's just, um, you know, I, my reason for not taking birth control had nothing to do with estrogen, nothing, hormone, mm-hmm. nothing. It just, I can't take a pill every day. That's just not like right. me. You know, that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why I started this. I don't mm-hmm. take vitamins every day. Mm-hmm. I can hook myself up to an IV drip once a month. I get my vitamins. You know what I mean? Oh, like, be good. Because, I mean, you're not getting the full benefit anyways. You take them every single day. You're not, you can only get a 50% of Oh, that's of true. It. And this, yeah. this, so this will last me a month? Yes. It's recommended you get them once a month at minimum. So you can get them every two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, oral vitamins. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Okay, so we do have um, a little uh, anonymous tip tidbit that I would like to share with you beautiful people and if you like to hear it here it goes yeah so we talked about in the first episode that we're doing like these strawberry letter type situations and um, that we're going to incorporate into every episode so please make sure you guys are still sending in questions these are questions that we just got from people like in our DMs but we want y'all to remember to send us questions because this is something that we want to include every single episode Um, like we said before, it's always going to be anonymous unless you don't want to be anonymous and we're going to give you our real truthful answer, whether we know you or not. So on with the question. I guess. All right. Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh God. All right. Okay. I'll frame it this way. Okay. You've been dating for eight years and you find out your partner is a relative. Only y'all know. Are you staying together or are you leaving? very broad so that's so fucked up it is fucked up but i guess define how close of a relative i mean for me it doesn't matter but i think that it deserves yeah like that way because eight years is a long time and it's like are y'all relatives by like marriage is this like first cousin second cousin are y'all brother and sister are y'all brother and sister so it's not a lot of detail on this so i guess we can kind of um I don't know, make some hypotheticals. So first of all, if you're married, if you were by, say for instance, my relative by marriage, mm. for sure I'm staying, I'm staying because we don't have the same blood yeah. going through our brains. And also I have to factor in like, if only y'all know, and it's like a third cousin, do y'all want to have kids? Yeah. Because that That's will play a, Ugh, eight years. It's a long time. And you fucking your cousin. Because <laughs> what else would y'all, like, what else would y'all be? Surely you can't be sister and brother. You could. Oh, If your daddy, some people daddy got 15 kids. And don't even talk to all of them. You could have, and have kids Man. in different states. You could very well end up dating a sibling. That is true. I mean, if they don't, if, if you don't want to have kids and... Only y'all, <laughs> that's a, I mean, I think, but the eight years plays a huge role. Like, how do you end something for after eight years, whether you found out it's your brother or your 
fifth cousin, like, or your cousin by marriage. Like, how do you just say, oh, I'm not doing this anymore because you're my brother? Like, what? I feel like, oh, it's, I don't know. I, I don't think that it could end abruptly, but I think that eventually it would end. Why? Because you're going to keep that in your head, like, this is my brother. Like, yeah, it can't be the brother. God, it can't be. Oh, my God. Yeah, eight years. We are brothers and sisters in eight Christ. Years, we about to be best friends. <laughs> we are. God is all our father. Look, eight, eight years. We better get eight years. People don't be together eight months. No, look. It's giving best friend at this point. Like, oh. I hate it. Yeah. I just saw a meme and it was like, Lord, remove anything that's not supposed to be in my life. It's going to hurt, but I'll heal. I know that's right. And that's what I'm giving to this situation. Yeah. Okay. It's going to hurt, but you got to heal. Because that, no. I, I'm not saying no. Wow, you just wanna have kids. Oh shit. Yeah, I ain't think about that. I mean, I I would need to know how are we related. If it's your brother. No, if it's my brother, then no. no. And I probably <laughs> like, want, are you saying And I probably wanna talk to him again. Like we cannot have no relationship. after we yeah. just fucked and after we just had a whole eight year freaking connection, like what are we gonna what we gonna go back life? to being old, huh? You you don't think that I mean it's just like somebody being friends with their ex. You don't think that's possible? My ex is not uh, it don't have matter. the same it's blood. The same thing. Y'all was no, together it's not. eight years. Why could y'all not continue to have? A, why couldn't you? I mean, I'm not saying that y'all have to have a brother and sister relationship because that's fucking weird. But why can't y'all just be friends? Okay, why well can then why can't we, we? Why can't we just be together then? Because then you wouldn't be fucking your friend no you more. You fucked them for eight years. No, you fucked them for a thousand months. Aren't you friends with your sisters? Mm -hmm. Okay, why y'all just can't be brother and sister and be friends? Like, why? Why we got? I to, never fucked any of them. But why we got to bring that into play? Just because it already happened, you cut it off. We're no longer dating. We're not together. We're not having sex. We had a relationship that obviously was amazing because we was together for eight. I mean, that's you know relative. Yeah. But we was together for eight years. We had a good relationship. Why can't it not turn into a friendship? I mean, that's what relationships are, aren't they? Aren't they supposed to be? That's what they are. But this is such a girl. This is like such a freaking crazy scenario. Like it's like it is. But what can you gonna? Just, I'm gonna be heartbroken, gonna... and then we gotta stop messing with each other and so stop. So you being just a... never want to see that person again in your life. You never want to see him again. I think that's impossible. And uh, and that's fine. It's impossible to cold turkey somebody who beat your ass. You think that because you found out that's your brother that you're going to cold turkey My and brother? never talk to him again? I'm not saying it's going to be so, it's going to take so much like therapy. I, I don't see, I, I don't see how it would not be okay to totally remove them. I don't know. That's, that's pretty much a far stretch and it's unrealistic, but I don't know how we'll maneuver out of that situation. I really don't. I don't know. That's fucked up. I hope, I hope this, Whoever this is, <laughs> I, is not real life. <laughs> like I don't know, girl. Don't girl. This is out. Of, this is over my pay grade. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell grade. you. You didn't give he she. You didn't give a lot of uh, details about this. But I will say that it is fucked up. And if you want to have kids, then it's a no. It's for sure a no. First of all, it's a no for continuing to have sex. If it's your brother, if it's your cousin, only brother. only y'all know though. Girl, girl, my, you know my conscience. I can't. Okay, I can't. You just not. So y'all fucked yesterday. Oh my goodness, found out I did an ancestry DNA. Oh my goodness, you're in right in my lineage to be. So it's like if you're my brother, we can no longer. 
You can be my brother. And I love you like a brother. You can fuck me like we need to have a. a we need to have right. Right. You're Correct. I am because this is this but is how not you just go from saying you're gonna cut it off cold turkey. They can't. You can't be friends no more. But it, I contradict myself all the time. <laughs> I, and this is such a messed up situation. I feel like you gotta you gotta explore all avenues and talk this out because it's truly messed up. And only and I feel like the whole only y'all know. Well, you're gonna stay with this nigga. You're gonna stay with this bitch. I look at you and realize that this is incest. This is nasty. And if we mess around and have kids, you know what that's gonna look like. Now you know uh, Buckingham Palaces. What's my what's my girl Queen what, Elizabeth? I mean, they they look fucked up, but ain't nothing. Charles and uh, Henry and uh, Patrick and all them, whatever their name is, you know that because her husband was like a distant relative to her. Okay, the the further the distance, the less the genetics are mixing. Your brother and your sister. What if it's not your brother, your sister? What if it's like a a distant cousin? If it's a distant cousin, I probably wouldn't end the relationship after eight years. No, whether somebody knew about it or not. Hey, this is my cousin husband. (laughs) Hey. It's my puppy brother. <laughs> this is my brother lover. Can <laughs> I hope ain't nobody living like this. Lord, I'm sorry for complaining about my problems. I hope that this is not I something mean, like. To literally find out one day that you're related to the person that you've been in an eight-year relationship with. I, I pray for you. I hope, I hope this is not real. I me really too. And I hope that it's like a distant relative and that you don't. You guys don't want to uh, procreate. You can't. I mean, like, don't please. Yeah, cause you you don't you don't want those problems. You don't want to bring. You don't want those problems. I uh I actually at the hospital once. Um, this young girl had a baby, and stuff came out not right, and so they did a genetic test, and they were like, she wouldn't tell who the daddy was, and they was like, he related to you, whoever it is. Probably like a daddy or some somebody raping uncle, uncle or something. Closer. Yeah, I won't tell the full information, but yeah, right. the genetics can tell how close the relative is. So the did the baby have like deformities or mm-hmm. a problem? Oh my gosh! Uh, That's the reason why they did the genetic test. Because you can tell, based on the genes, you can tell the father father's relation to the baby because. The DNA markers are matching up. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, that's like tragic for everybody. Well, mom and child more so. And I don't know who the. It, it's yeah, it's because she wouldn't. She would not tell who the dad was. Um, she kept denying. It's probably her daddy. Or closer. Well, brother. Yeah, potentially. Damn. Um, but yeah, so she wouldn't tell who it was and they came back with the DNA test and said the, the DNA is showing that it's either this person or this person. She still kept denying that it was either one of them. And what else can you do? Oh, wow. So yeah, and cause, and you know, in the South, especially do like, who, are, who is your people? Like, who are you related to when you start, you know, dating and asking those like questions? That's what I'm like, y'all need to go around people's family. Ask who their last name is. So especially if you got one of those common last names. Yeah. It, it's you know you possibly could oh you well who, not really a common but one that's not so common like i mean if you a smith or jones or williams or johnson like i mean you mm-hmm. know it's so many of, mm-hmm. you know so you may not be related but somebody like i'm trying to think like those creole last names like people from new orleans yeah like y'all related 
You might not know how, but y'all related. Damn. Damn. You know what I'm getting tired of? What? Social media. Why? Um, I just want I I want us all to like take a break. Everybody just shut just get off of it. I wanted to like shut down for like, you know, I don't know, like like okay. I love social media for the tools and the resources. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. We sometimes we abuse tools. So it's not actually the tool. Exactly. It's the way the people use them. So right. let me preface it by saying that. But like, I don't think it'll be bad if like, you know what I'm saying? Social media, like, you know, every, you know, once a week, it just shuts down. Motherfuckers get out, talk, do all this other stuff. Stop trying to fit their life into an algorithm. That sounds like a Black Mirror episode. I never seen that. I heard or it was like good. Big Brother or something. The social media shut down. Well, it wasn't that it shut down. It just sounds like. Did you ever have to read the book 1984 when you were in school? No, no. George Orwell. Mm-mm. Basically, it was this like society that was created, and it was Big Brother, and it was like the TV shut off one day a week, or yeah, I was gonna say stretch your arm out. Uh, it shut off one day a week, so nobody could watch TV or like stuff like that. Like that's what it sounded like. Like this. Uh. Um communist society where it's like <laughs> no social media on friday like we it doesn't it. it actually doesn't work you can't get in it you can't log on you know okay or i can just not be on social media Th- but I, that sounds like more realistic because <laughs> it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen i when i was out of town um i had so much fun but I I found myself not capturing a lot of my moments because like before I'm like, oh my goodness, I will stop in in the middle of like a really great moment. Oh, I got to capture this. Make sure I got my angle right. This, that, and the other. Oh, mm-hmm. just so I can post it. And I guess that's something that I need to look within. So, okay. Don't want social media to go away. I just need to, I think I'm just, I don't know. I think but I'm I, getting closer and closer to going off the grid, bro. But I I feel like it's harder as an individual, which it shouldn't be, everybody should be responsible for themselves, but it's hard as an individual to let something go when everybody else is using it. It's like, well, did you see this? And did you see that? But I mean, yeah, I scroll on social media, but I also don't put a lot of stock into what I see. Like, I don't know how many DMs I get from family and friends just sending me stuff. And half the time I don't be them looked at it, you know, somebody be like, well, did you hear this? And I'd be like, no, well, I sent it to you. I'm like, I had to, detach that's what i have to do like i will literally sit in my house and watch 90 day fiance which is trash tv before i sit and scroll on instagram and look at the latest shade room posts you know what i mean like it's just not my personality yeah i have to detach from everything everybody else is doing in the world because i'm an empath and i take on everything yeah Yeah. everything yeah so i much rather laugh at people's problems on 90 day fiance right, right. than the world going to shit hell in a handbasket that's true <laughs> every day i'm also getting tired of um like the bbl bodies yeah they're there it's like you have to one up the last bbl like at first they used to be look very natural right you couldn't tell now it's like oh we gotta we gotta go big or go home right and to the girls that it looks good like that it looks good on yeah. i'm not talking about them yeah. like i'm not talking about the Lori harvey's because she definitely has she don't have not a bbl baby. but she's definitely got work done beyonce so much work done what you think Lori harvey got done Lori harvey definitely got some construction going on with the she definitely has you think so for sure and it looks what is great construction like she definitely got the you know they i forgot what they like they have that s um that little um i don't i forgot what they call the coke figure um little procedure what she that got you ribs can get done. 
I don't fucking know, bitch. It, it, it's gonna, it'll come to me. But <laughs> people like people like Beyonce's who it looks good. You know Beyonce got work done. Everybody know that. Look at look at Destiny's Child, Beyonce nose, and look at her nose now. Her nose. Yeah, everything, everything. But to the girls that it looks good on, mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. But like you said, the girls who are going like bigger, and it, I mean, it's got to be some type of body dysmorphia for you to have oh, yeah. chicken legs and then have a big old lumpy butt mm-hmm. and the thighs and don't nothing match, and then you know you still wearing you know rainbow thrift store clothes over rainbow. you know a five. Yeah, I seen, yeah, I I went to South Memphis and I seen, yeah, it was like people coming out of, you know, and shout out, no, no shade, no teeth and nobody that shops there, but you invest so much in your body and it don't look good and you're still doing trash clothes and you going to work at the Amazon warehouse. Like, why not just go to OnlyFans? And I'm not saying be a whore or nothing like that, but if I get my body done, you need a sponsor. You need to be an escort or something. Like, what? what's the, what's the point? What's the point? Doing it for yourself? And then is it like, are you really doing it for yourself? Like, you know, we get, you know, we get a little augmentation. We get a little whoop to whoop, a little Botox, all of this other stuff like that. But for you to get your, for you to sit big silicone on chicken legs and think that it's like, come on. Like, I, I really feel like it's going to be like doctoral, like dissertation studies on this. And like within the next 10 years of... Of people who get that shit done and think it look good. But what's the dissertation going to be on? Um, The psychology, the psychology <laughs> behind body dysmorphia and uh, diaper booties. There are 9 million studies on body dysmorphia. That's why it's even a thing. But have you noticed the last, the last, what, 10 years, this BBL body booty trend? But do you think it's going to eventually go away? Yes. Yeah. And for the girls who literally, you know, you have to maintain those. You have to work out. You have to do all of this other stuff like this. I'm like, how is that going to look in, how is that going to look in 20 years? Well, that's 30- the same thing I say about like, um, like, okay, we can see here that my boobs are very small. Um, but I also haven't had kids. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I would get one because I, I really like my breasts, but... Mm-hmm. If I were to get a breast augmentation, I definitely will wait till after I had kids because hormones change. First of all, boobs are the first thing hormones change. So your breasts are going to be huge. And then think about if you already got an augmentation and then you have two or three kids, they're going to be shit. Just like Kylie Jenner just came out and said she wished she had a way to get a boob job after she had kids. But don't you have to get boob jobs done like every 10 years too, though? I don't know if they every 10 years, no. I mean... Or don't you have to, like, isn't there, like, some type of routine maintenance ever so... Oh, okay. I never heard nobody having to go back and do anything. People get them taken out. Now, I know somebody who got their boobs done and they had kids and nothing. I know a few people who had boob jobs. Anybody I know who's gotten a a boob job, including celebrities, have come out and said that if they were going to get it, they should have waited until after they had kids. I prolong fucking happiness, bro. Fuck this Because, shit. like, one one girl um, that I know, she had a boob job before she had a baby. She said hers hardened after she got pregnant and gave birth to her baby. Because your hormones, like I said, your breasts are the first thing that your hormones affect. Your uterus and your breasts. They get bigger when you get pregnant. They, they deflate. They hang. They, like, why not just wait to after to, like, get them lifted or something? Like, it's the people that are getting them 
Like, you're right. It's happiness. I, it, I look like how I want to look like, but if you do plan on having kids, it would be always be my suggestion to just wait because your body, first of all, the body I had in 18, at 18, when I turned 30, I was like, some shit is changing. Okay. It is. I may still be small, but some shit feels different. Right. It's changing. All right. So you're going to be 40. You're going to be 50. You're going to be 60. What, what, what you going to do? You going to get them taken out? Right now it's looking like I'm going to have kids when I'm 40. Okay. So if I want to get my titties bigger, I'm going to get them. Before you're 40? Yeah. I mean, you ain't got much longer. Damn, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. You right. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, but like, and then people want to breastfeed and stuff. It just change your your breasts change when you have a baby, when you breastfeed, when you all of that changes your body. So why not wait until after to see what they're gonna look like after the fact? Because because I just don't want to. That's fine, and it's your prerogative. But I do understand what you're saying. But just don't complain after the fact. And then don't they got different type of silicones and this and something that's mm-hmm. supposed to be better or something for? I know they used to like go under the muscle or just put in. Yeah, they say it's more painful that way, but. Well, you know, I'm stuck on the B. I'm stuck on the bad BBLs. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> well, why they got to delay happiness? Because they, cause they don't, they no, they don't need to. Yet. They don't have to delay happiness. They don't need that type of happiness if it looks that bad. <laughs> that is not happiness for you to have chicken legs, pencil stick legs, and a big old diaper looking booty on your like i think kim Car- kim kardashian bodies look look looks bad yeah like when she wear you know when she wears clothes and when she put your little filter or whatever whatever she does you know she wears the right clothing and all but i'm like it doesn't look good yeah, it doesn't it doesn't match up i'm sorry mm-hmm. it doesn't match up with the the leg yeah and you you can't inject fat into your legs it's just gonna be cellulite like legs are muscle right they get bigger based on muscle I mean, they can be big because, you know, fat because it's natural, but mm-hmm. you gain weight to transfer the fat to your butt. But if you're a small person that wants a big butt, you've got implants. And what you get, you know, did nobody get no thigh implants? I don't think they're doing that yet. Yeah. So, and she, you know, what? I said, I'm not hating. Shout out to the girls who it actually looks good and you know who looks good and you yeah. know who it looks doesn't natural. look. Right. It looks natural. looks it's like, it's weird because we've gone from the non-natural looking sew-in and wigs to the more natural looking ones mm-hmm. and taking the bodies away from looking natural to looking That's unnatural. That's true. But have you noticed that the girls, like the <laughs> the high maintenance girls and stuff like that, if they do like, you know, they have a little leave out, this little baby hair that goes to like your eyebrows yeah. and stuff like that, it's yeah. kind of like the top, to opinion the top tier girls like they don't too much like that. Yeah. Those screen yeah. door wigs that screen have the, door. you know what I'm saying? You can see the lace and you can see the all the like yeah. they they're like they either do leave out or it's really top tier. You know, looking, it looks like scalp. Right. Yeah. Instead of like the that whole, I feel like you know, and the young girls do that. That's fine and something, but I'm like it just it doesn't scream like it screams sometimes like thrifty. Cheap. <laughs> it screams attention. Some people baby hairs be cute. Yeah. And they don't really be baby hairs. They adult hair because you didn't pull it out hair and now like your edge is thin because you keep brushing it down to the front. That's what I did right here. Them, them kiss curls. Them, that's not baby hair. I'm talking about them people that literally brush their edges to the front. 
and because it didn't broke off, they can smooth it down and make it stay. Oh. And they and they um they baby hair start back here because their edges broke off. <laughs> like, that, be, like stop doing that because the reason why your edge is like that because you keep brushing it down trying to pretend like it's baby hair Ooh. and it's not. <laughs> for this baby hair phase to be over like you said to the girls that it look good on you know you do a little i do a little whoop de woo yeah just a little but the 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 you bitches are curling it you're curling it and you're gelling it to your eyebrows until you're you know up here and it's like no how do y'all successfully wash y'all face with them lace fronts on that be, be glued on i be like with my hair being you know me being a straight natural that's why my edges look like this now because i wash my face right you got to get in the Cause you do, and you have to like wash your edges too. And why because y'all don't make, break out? I makeup. I break out. Why people yeah. don't break out when they be putting their baby hair like this? You know, they probably do. They girl. must be God's favorite. Cause how you don't break out? I don't know. I don't mm. know. But it's like you got to, you got to. And when you go to the thing, you get that stuff gelled down and yeah. all that. So you can't wash your forehead. You can't. Or when you take a shower, like when I take a shower, I kind of sweat or get misty mm. like around. I'm like, how does that's some gorilla glue or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Have baby hair laid in like that. Me either. But I feel like we need to take a break. I think it's been a little while. I want to check your IVs too. So we'll be back. A red dot. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. So I can already tell some benefits. Okay. Like what? Um, I feel a little perky. Like, I really want to move, but I know I can't. I mean, I, I can move, but I really want to, you know. You want to start dancing? Yeah, because, you know, I was I was, I was, was knocked out before this. Yeah, like, I was. Were. And I, I wouldn't even be able to tell just, like, less than an hour ago. Like, I was like. And I'm not just saying that because you're my girl. Like, I really, <laughs> I do feel like a little, you know. Something about on my body. Man, yeah, I, yeah. You probably was a little dehydrated too. That's that's oh, usually sure. what people feel first, is that they dehydrated, they feel the fluid, and then the vitamins. Because you have some B complex in there, so it's got stuff for energy. What is there. B complex? Uh, B complex is like six different B vitamins. Like um, B twelve. There's not B twelve in there. I didn't put B twelve in yours, but uh, like B five, B six. They're all different B vitamins for uh, mental alertness. Uh, increase in brain function. Oh, I need that. Girl, I need that. Yeah. yeah like, I got in trouble at work. That's what makes it yellow, the B-complex. What happened at work, Chef? Um, I just haven't been focusing, and, like, my head is, like, not in the game. You know I work with numbers, so, like, I'm messing up, like, million-dollar accounts. Yeah, so. They were like, bitch, do you need, like, a mental health day or what's going on? Is it not like, yeah. Ooh. Just tired, man. I wish I could mess up some million dollar numbers and ask if I need a mental health day. Yes. What the what do you think? Expeditiously. <laughs> Can I start right now? I'll see y'all in forty eight hours. Exactly. It's something that's reversible. It wasn't like, you know, I because I would have been fired if that's the case. But yeah, it is. Like I'm just I'm just I'm just I just haven't been on my A game. Mm -hmm. But I think it's mainly so I really think I've come to a point where I've built this career and I don't I want to do something else. I'm not passionate about it no more. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. I'm like, y'all think that it's exhaustion or bur burnout or just like an off day. It's like, no, nah, I, I, I want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like, yes. <laughs> do you feel like we're flighty as a, as a age group? Like, 
for instance, you know, our parents, grandparents, they got a job, they kept it till they retired. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like me and you both have this conversation a lot. Like, okay, I became a nurse. It was amazing. I became a flight attendant. It was great in the beginning. Now it's like, eh, it is what it is. Do you feel like because of social media and the microwave society we live in that mm-hmm. it's easier for us to be like, I'm tired of this. When really, if we just refocus, could we stay with it longer? We definitely could. We definitely could. And I feel like it's being flighty or not liking something, wanting to pick up something and put it down or quit something. I don't feel like that's the bad thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, can we truly be content? Okay. Like with anything, like it's like we're always looking for that next thing. Mm-hmm. Even if you have something that you love or whatever, it's like I got to take it to the next level. And is it is it because of the exposure we have to the world? Is it because mm-hmm. we are comparing? Is it because we feel like success equals just taking it up a notch or whatever? But I like I do feel like we have an innate ability, uh, inability to be content. Yeah, I agree. So I like agree if you want to be a flight attendant, if you want to be this, that, or the other, I mean, do that shit, but it's like, like you said, is it burnout? Is it exhaustion? Do we need to regroup? Do you need a vacation? Do you need this? And then I hop back at it. But I think it's also, we do a lot of stuff, but it's like, okay, find what you're passionate about. And if your passion change, Mm. you can jump ship, but you're still doing something that you know, like, this is not going to come easy. Mm -hmm. This is going to take work. It's going to be times where I say F this, but it's something that I love doing versus me. I'm like, I don't like doing this. So I'm the type, if I don't like doing it, it's going to show in my face. It's going to show in my performance. It's going to show in my attitude. So, you know, I guess, you know, I think COVID has a little bit to do with how we think now too, because it's like, you know, why am I giving so much to a company and not really getting what I, not even what I desire, what what I should be getting, what I deserve. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that in return. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why am I continuing to work for somebody and I'm not getting, I'm not getting the feedback or I'm not getting what, I, basically what I deserve from it. Like, I think that COVID taught us that because one, you know, you die today, your job is on on the board tomorrow. Right. Because they they need to replace you. Right. Um, Two, we saw a lot of people out here making money in a time where the whole world was shut down. Shut down. And it's like, one, I couldn't go to my job because we couldn't be around each other. How are these people making all this money during a time when we on lockdown? Mm-hmm. And so it taught you like, this job ain't shit. I can find something else to do. Not. I can make a lot of money without going to work for somebody else and paying, you know, taxes are taxes are taxes. Even, you know, having your own business, you get taxed twice. Right. But is, I just wonder like, what is, what has changed mentally? Was it really COVID or is it us as an age group? I mean, COVID did expose, like, we now know that the 40-hour work week is bullshit. And it's almost like modern-day slavery. Because we were all working from home or trying to do something. Zoom became popular, all of this other stuff. And it's like going into a office, doing a 8 to 5. Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, we still all got the work done. And I know I was working from home. I was not working eight hours a day. (laughs) I was, like, not working. But my work still got done. Whereas I can complete my work in four hours and I can do laundry. I can go run a long errand and I can still, hey, instead of us having these meetings, you know, every day. Like, we can literally hop on a Zoom. But it's, like, 
going into the office now is like, oh my goodness. So it's like, yeah, it did expose a lot. That it's like the stuff that y'all, the stuff that we were doing before, and that we kind of complained about and all that stuff. With them, mm -hmm. like, it's literally it was more, unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see, like Kroger, one of the Kroger stores, uh, grocery stores here, they're replacing all of their workers, and there is nothing going. It's going to be nothing but self checkout. So whereas mm -hmm. you would have cashiers, you probably have one person just, you know, manning, manning the. Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, we've seen that they're possibly going to do that in fast food restaurants and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, what is the trajectory of the workforce coming to? Well, I, I feel like that's a response to people not wanting to come to work for the same reason I just explained. You paying me pennies, you know, for me to buy the groceries from the Kroger I work for, I can't afford them because y'all don't pay me. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like y'all going up on groceries and gas and things that we need to survive, but ain't nobody getting no raises out here. That's true. So how, and it's like, people don't come to work for that reason because I'm not getting paid. Mm -hmm. And now they're responding by saying, oh, well, we don't need people. We'll make robots or we'll do, you check out your own groceries. You know Dang. what I'm saying? So I, that is in direct response to people not coming to work or that's why lines are long and moving slow because they don't have enough employees because true. people aren't coming to work. But I think everybody as a whole learned that if you don't value me as an employee, yep. why am I loyal to you as a yep. company? Yep. The morale, like even in my company, like my, um, my colleagues like that's in my department, the morale is so low. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of scary because in my field, if I'm on the other side of the track and I have people servicing my, my business and my financial health and stuff like yeah. that, and to know that, man, they're doing a bare minimum and they don't want to be here. They may overlook something. They may over, like, it's very easy to do that. And it's like, but yeah. still, it's like, and I think these ancient the like the 40 hour work week the eight to five and stuff like that these corporations they're gonna have to uh they're gonna have to start doing something to where they can really like hey we kind of care about our employees we yeah. gotta kind of bend on stuff instead of having a, a five-day work week you come in four days because i can work from monday to tuesday you can work from thursday to friday and everything will still function like a well or a machine like yeah. they're gonna have to or they're gonna have to invest in robots well i don't see like I guess because I don't work in that 40 hour work week, yeah. but for me, it seems like people are getting more done by being at home. Working. Oh yeah. And you know, it's like people like Elon Musk that are like, Oh, well you ain't gonna work for me if you're gonna work from home. I right. need everybody in the office at all times. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like you get more bees with honey. It's mm -hmm. kind of the it scenario. Is. It's like you let people get their work done. If they're getting the work done, why are you making them come back to the office where mm -hmm. they're not getting the work done? Right. Because you're in this environment where you can't, flirt you can't be creative you can't think you can't you know you gotta deal with the microaggressions you yeah. gotta deal with the you gotta deal with the politics and the higher ups they are not in the office 40 hours a week right some of them are but like as far as i know especially with my company oh my goodness they have these big corner office overlooking the city mm -hmm. literally they're not there yeah they are not there every time we get on a zoom call or a meeting you just see their pretty background at the mm -hmm. house they look so comfortable and relaxed and they're so enthused about what the fuck they talking about while i'm sitting here trying to stay woke and like oh my goodness yeah. i'm in cubicle world with yeah. no i mean it, they're, they're gonna have to definitely give some perks to the workforce to yeah. keep people in it these kids are not even i was looking at something to see the um the retention and the enrollment rates in college 
And of course, you know, we all know this HBCU run, they had their uh, spoof, what, in the past couple of years of just high enrollment is becoming a trendy thing to go to yeah. HBCUs. That's even dying down now. Wow. It's dying down now. And then they got affirmative action on these Ivy League, you were on these schools where it's kind of like it's making it harder for us to, you know, pretty much be in some of these arenas. So it's like y'all saying, oh, you need four or five years, 10 years of experience and a college degree. Niggas ain't you're getting degrees. Get, yeah, you're not going to get that no more. Everybody going to open their own business. Yep. And I mean, it's some some of the richest people never went to college. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like college because it taught me to be a well-rounded person. Right. But it's so much you can do without a college degree. So you much. don't need, like, I don't need your job to give me the 10 years experience because you want me to have a 10 years experience before I even come and put in my application. Right. So hey, come on. So yeah, it's that, that the trajectory of the workforce. I'm within the next ten years. I'm like really like I'm trying to like see where it's gonna go. Yeah. Cause we all like doing stuff to. I'm like looking into real estate, looking into um you know stocks and stuff like this passive residual income to where not only I can have a balance for my family and my life and myself, but also something to where I don't mind working hard four days straight and I can right. be off three days and be making. More, more money than I would with what this yeah. degree allotted me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand how, which is why I I don't like, you know, working five days a week is why I have the jobs I have because I can't imagine, like, I got to take a personal day or a sick day to go to a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. Like, that's mm -hmm. weird to me because the doctor's ain't open on Saturday and Sunday. Right. So I work eight to five, Monday mm -hmm. through Friday. When am I supposed to get anything done? And you can't. You literally got one day to have a life. And get rest and probably and do Sunday everything. Sunday you preparing for the week. Sunday you preparing for the week. And then once you get off at 5 o'clock, everybody, you got a maybe a four-hour solid window to just get whatever you need done. And then it's time for bed. And it's like now because you need to get in bed because you need to get quality REM sleep. Yeah. Not just, you know, going to sleep 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. We getting older and stuff like that. Sleep and rest is vital to our health. Right. But it's like as soon as you get off work, by the time you sit down, it's 9 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, by the time you look around, mm -hmm. you ain't sat down yet. Mm -hmm. You looked around, it's 9 p.m. You're like, well, guess I got to get ready to go to bed for the next day. Yeah, that's that's why I never liked the traditional work for myself. I like things to be different every day. Mm -hmm. um, I like waking up some days and I can go to Pure Bar, drink mm -hmm. my coffee, go to Pure Bar, mm -hmm. do what I need to do for my business and come home, you know. But I think, yeah, I knew. So I worked a nine to five when I was in nursing school. Mm -hmm. It was the Depressing. routine of getting up at the same time every yep. day. Yep. Driving to the same place every yep. day, being at the same time, yep. taking your lunch at the same mm -hmm. time, getting off at the same time, driving home. That was such a mundane life for me that I'm it like, was. I cannot. That's what, and I'm, I feel like because my last job, I worked from home and mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved my last job. It, we traveled, we, well, when COVID happened, of course, that came to a halt. But it was still, like, work from home. It was no micromanaging. You could do hybrid. You can come in the office some days. You Like, it was so good. Like, our team know, like, you know when you need to come in the office. If yeah. you got a meeting, if you got a big workload or whatever, mm -hmm. you come in the office. But on a, man, on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, you ain't going to hardly see nobody in the office. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, peak days. You know, it's like, and I was like, I want to work for this company. I want to do this because I have a balance to what I can do. So I'm like, I know I got to work because I know I can play this day. So let me, you know, yeah. but it's like, like you said, it's, it's depressing. That's why I have been literally 
traveling every three weeks. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm like... To the point where I'm like, man, spend a check and get it right the fuck back. Like, I <laughs> love having a healthy savings, but in order for me to balance out the bullshit, yeah. the mundane shit of literally, like, I wake up at like maybe four or five o'clock in the morning most days just so I can get ahead of my day. Mm. Because most days, as soon as you wake up, you got to hit the ground running to get showered to get ready just to go to work. And I'm like, dang, I want to I wanna sip some tea on my balcony. I want to <laughs> read my book. I want to pray. I want to talk to God. Yeah. I want to talk to myself. But I, I can't do that because I didn't went the to sleep at one, uh, 1 o'clock in the morning just so I can have some me time during the day or that previous the day week, before. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like I'm where it's something got to change because yeah. I, I, I just feel like people get burned out much faster in those situations, too. And I think. Also, too, coming from a situation where, as with COVID, you weren't going to the office. Now you know what life is like to not be going to the same job every day, same time, every day, coming home, same time, every day. I think people realize, like, ooh, this is not the life that it's I want. It's not. It's not. I don't know what the alternative. Like, if these companies don't get that, then, you know, what's the alternative? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know because no one aspires to. There are some people who like going to work and they love their job, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like a vast majority of people. They are man. I got to go to work, man. I, you don't hear. I have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Excited about it. You know, and a you can like what you do, but you can get tired of having to do it every single day. That's true. You want a break. I mean, Saturday and Sunday is not a break. It's it's you decompressing on Saturday and starting all over again on Sunday because you're preparing for Monday. It's literally it's literally modern day slavery. Yeah, I think that's the reason why too. The weekends you start on Thursdays a lot, so you can <laughs> give yourself an extra day. Like Friday, I just ain't doing no work. I'm gonna be there, but I ain't doing nothing. Correct. You know? <laughs> oh, for sure. Me, I do not work on Fridays or Mondays, and I do the bare. I do. I'm whatever is less than bare minimum. That's what I do. Lord Jesus. And it's starting like I'm starting to get in trouble at work and stuff. I'm like, okay, well. You, you know, you guys do what you have to do, and I'll do what I have to do. Give me my personal day, my mental mm. health day. Exactly. Child. Write me up, do whatever, child. I don't care because this is some bullshit. We don't get no mental health day at the airline. Of course not. Of course not. That's a whole nother story. Every time I get on a flight, I think about you. <laughs> it was this, oh, my God, it was this repulsive woman uh, on my flight that I got in at midnight, freaking midnight on Monday. She was in it, it. The flight actually, well, my last flight was at uh, nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nine, nine to 11 niggas asleep, like chill, chill out. Just shut up. Like she was a bitch to that flight attendant. And it made me, you know, I think about you because I'm like, my friend is a flight attendant. Like, bitch, you doing too much. Like, you ain't even got to do that. Like, chill your ugly ass out. Like, you're not even in first class. Where do you get the gall? Like this, she like so you. she got in. She was with her boyfriend. She was in front of me. You know when you it's like walking. You gotta walk in slow because people gotta take forever to put their stuff in the thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess her and her husband, boyfriend, or whoever this partner was with her, they were sitting apart from each other. And they so she to was seats. wanted to switch seats with somebody. So she was literally um, talking. You know, like I just I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, can I ask? And she's being loud now. Keep in mind it's nine o'clock. I have consumed copious amounts of alcohol and, and alcohol <laughs> and this bitch is like really making an ant out of a molehill mm -hmm. so she asked the lady hey my so-and-so is sitting right here do you mind if I sit right here the lady said no 
she went on a tizzy to her husband. She didn't say anything to the woman because mm -hmm. the lady said, no, it was her seat, respectfully. She literally went on a tizzy the whole entire time. So she's talking loud, all this other stuff there. You know how y'all do the little, on this flight and the this demo. is the emergency road, the little spill that y'all do at the beginning. She was talking so loud and throwing a bitch fit that they had to ask her, hey, could you, you know, could you lower it down? Is everything okay? She got an attitude with the flight attendant because she just told it like she was, you know, usually there's talking on the flight, but at nine o'clock, everything is pitch black. Yeah. It's dark. Everybody is asleep at the time. Like she was such a bitch. And I was like, oh my God, you're a, I was, yeah, I don't know where, I don't know where that just came from. But I, I was like, she was a, like to, man, if I had to deal with, there is no professionalism. I was like, girl, shut the fuck up. Shut up. And People we love stop. when the passengers come to bat and say it for us. Cause we be wanting to say it, but the passengers, Sometimes they'll they'll have our back, especially somebody do something crazy. I had this one passenger snitch on this other guy. Yeah, I saw him do it. Yep, mm -hmm, I saw him. And the whole cabin started laughing. But you know, it's like people treat us like a maid. Shit, and it's mm -hmm. like that's the reason why I stopped liking the job because people think this one lady, for instance, I was just flying back from California yesterday. Well, we was going to California when this happened on Monday, Tuesday. And we, it got really turbulent. So we are in the aisles. The cart is 250 pounds full, mm -hmm. plus all the stuff that we put on top of it. Mm -hmm. So we're pulling this cart up the aisle and it gets bumpy. And the captain comes on the speaker and goes, I need the flight attendants to be seated. We're about to hit some really bad turbulence for their safety and yours. Mm -hmm. Fine. So we roll back to the back again. We had just come out. We maybe served like three rows. So we go back to the back and it's very late in the very back row. Um... I just don't understand. And this happened to my friend on her flight. I just don't get why you all just do not want to serve us anything. Word for word, that's what she said to me. She said, it's not even that bad. I said, you mean to tell me what's happening right now is not that bad? I said, is that what you're trying to explain to me? It's me holding on to both seats while I'm telling her this. I'm standing up risking my, my safety to tell you that you are asinine. I said, you mean to tell me what's going on right now ain't that bad? And she was like, yeah, it's not that bad. I said, we just hit every shoulder coming down this aisle because we can't control a 250-pound car on wheels from going like this mm -hmm. into the sides of people. We telling everybody, watch your shoulder, lean over so you don't get hit. And you telling me it's not that bad. For some ginger ale and some fucking cookies? In the very last row of the plane. You're sitting by the porta potty I said, you, you, you telling me this not bad? Girl, for some crackers, girl. And you think that somebody just don't want to serve you. I'm like, what 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 makes you so big and so high and mighty that first of all, yeah. my job on this aircraft is safety. Mm -hmm. In the event that this motherfucker is going down, you better be glad I'm on here. And it ain't to serve you a fucking coke or a ginger ale. That's why I start out. This is a convenience for you. Mm -hmm. My job is to make sure you get out of here in 90 seconds or less from the back row. Yeah. Yeah, that is, there is a certain privilege that people are really getting uh, privy to. They're getting real sassy with these flight attendants. It's and people in the service, uh, yeah. They, it's out they, of control. I'm like, that, that's in a, that's, to me, it's an esteemed esteem job. But like for the people who, I'm like, who like who you think you're talking to? And my mom, she was like, you be saying this to the people? I said, you know, I found a way to say it. Not like I'm saying it to y'all mm -hmm. because that's really how I want to say it. Mm -hmm. But I found a way to get my point across with, with also the tone of don't try me. Mm -hmm. Or don't play with me. Right. Because I need you to understand that what you're saying is stupid without me calling you stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not here at your beck and call. I'm not your trash can. Don't 
don't put your trash in the seat back pocket and point to it and tell me to get it out for you. It'll stay there. Ooh! You hand me your trash like a person. You grab something when I hand it to you. You don't put something down and expect me to pick it up. Don't treat me like I'm a lesser human than you because you're on this aircraft. That says so much about people, how uncouth they are. I mean, I be having to like, I mean, it's, and the thing about it is, it's why I don't like working three days. It just piles up and piles up and piles up all over the three days. And I'm at the point where I'm just like, and then I can't say what I want to say either. Mm -hmm. I'm, then I'm holding in what I really want to mm -hmm. say. It just, mm -hmm. that's the reason why I say, yeah, I, I did like being a flight attendant because a lot of that stuff didn't bother me. And don't get me wrong. When I get off that plane, I don't think twice about right. it. I'm saying it to you right. because it happened. But after the fact, the shit is funny because it's like people are really fucking stupid. Like people they really are. act like this and treat you like you less than a human because they wanted a Coke when they got Coke for sale in the airport. Exactly. Because you wanted a free Coke. You wanted a free fucking Coke. It, it ain't even free on every airline. Show lane. And if you send the first class, you can get wine. You can get a lot of stuff up there. You can get it in the back. You got to pay for it. So, bitch, you should have spent some extra money. But this, so the thing is, this all of this, whether you're getting wine, a, a bourbon and ginger, or whatever you're getting, it's a convenience. My role on this aircraft yeah. is to keep you safe. Yeah. And in the past, you had to be a nurse to even be a flight attendant. Oh, really? Yes, it was a requirement in the 50s that you had to be a nurse to be a flight attendant. The very first flight attendant is a nurse. Wow, didn't Because know they used to fly at certain altitude and people would pass out all the time. So they needed nurses to care for the people on the aircraft. Oh. Now, I mean, you don't have to be a nurse, but you, will be, you wouldn't be surprised at how many flight attendants are nurses and how many nurses are flight attendants. Wow, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Hmm. It is a safety-related hmm. job. Hmm. I work with a lot of, uh, of course, white male-dominated population, all this other stuff like that, and I've... Got into a T to, you know, dealing with the, the frack, every type of demeanor you can think of from a white man, like I've dealt with it and I've took it on the chin. But again, recent in this most recent position, like I'm just not going for it. Yeah. So um, this one particular guy who, of course, is uh, above me, mm -hmm. um, he we'll have a deal we'll have to talk it out we'll have these little meetings to review and assess it see if we can do it see if we can service the debt all this other stuff that he always throws it on my desk he mm -hmm. walks into my office and he throws it on my desk mm -hmm. i don't do too well with yeah. that like i i don't know who and again you know i'm dark-skinned lashes up to a, a mile high i can have my hair in a bun today i can have some 42 inch box braids <laughs> tomorrow i'm seen as aggressive like i've been told this already so he came at me, threw something at me, and he had this tone that it just made, it triggered something in the way that these motherfuckers used to talk to my ancestors. And bitch, I went, I was like, are you okay? Because your tone, I said, it's something different about your tone. You've never used this type of aggressive tone with me before. Is everything okay with you? I noticed like asking people fucking questions. Oh, oh, well, no, 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 nothing is wrong. They automatically check themselves. Yeah. Instead of you, you know, uh, I'll take this like, uh, you know, like, don't talk to me like that or anything yeah. like that. Like, I, I need to ask questions. Let's, let's break this down because you got me fucked let's, up. Let's find out where you had me fucked up. Let's find <laughs> out where you had me fucked up. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. And he immediately, oh, I'm so sorry. I just had some a, a bad phone call and I'm just so, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you take this and you come back and you try, you get the fuck out of my office and you try it again. Like, I'm so office. sick. I'm so sick of entitled people. Yeah, I'm that's, so sick that's of, what gets me. It is. I'm yeah. sick of it. Like, it's, y'all be nice. Be kind to people. I, and I was a flight attendant. People who are cooking your food, doing your hair. Why would you get an attitude with them? They could really fuck you up. If something <laughs> happened on that flight, 
you better say your prayers because I wouldn't help you. I wouldn't help you. I'm sorry. I wouldn't help you. I'll, cr I'll crumble up your cookies before I give them to you. <laughs> when you open, I don't care if I have to clean it up later. You're not going to eat that cookie. <laughs> they be crumbled up anyway. <laughs> I'll for some damn ginger ale. I mean, it's not that bad. I'm like, I'm sitting here holding on to the seat to have this stupid conversation with you. Hit everybody with a 250-pound car coming back here to have this conversation with you. Ugh. And you telling me it's not that bad. And it'd be so tight. And y'all have to do this yeah. stuff. And then you got to talk to everybody. You want this? And, and reach over people. Over the mm -hmm. And then you hit me with the car and be right. I mean, they write, they write in and act like they're really injured when they get hit with the car. Girl, you lying. No. No. Because we get emails back if it's our flight. Do you remember this passenger said this happened? Get out of here. So, yeah, this whole... Mm, Oh, work workplace grievances. Yes, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. And we we got to do more things to just balance out. You know, for the people who are not in a position where they actually like their career and their yeah. jobs and stuff like that. Like we got to figure out what we got to do to like. For me, it's traveling. Yeah. But it's like you got to find something to balance it out because it's like it's blatant pure D bullshit. Like you said, mm -hmm. post COVID, we see it now. Yeah. Especially in corporate America, we see the eight to five in office thing that is like it's almost offensive now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the people too, like, don't care about other people anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, COVID highlighted it a lot. You mm -hmm. know, that people don't give a shit about other mm -hmm. people. They mm -hmm. just don't care about being nice. They don't care about, they don't. you know, being considerate. That went clean out the window. Oof. So, it's true. it's just, it's too much. But I think we have reached our time because your drip is actually done. So, we're going to take it down. I will be giving you guys a review and an update <laughs> and I will be vlogging this experience. <laughs> Super thanks to you. No, She's so extra. I'm excited. This was, I didn't even, like, it really didn't, it didn't feel like nothing. Like, I feel like a. Nothing. We just been sitting here talking. I could do this every week. Yeah. Wait, you're supposed to do it at least every you two can. weeks. Some people do it. Depends on what you get. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, make sure y'all send in these anonymous letters because y'all definitely, you know, keep us on our toes. Man. Don't yank our edges. <laughs> But definitely send it in. Season three, we getting down into the meat and potatoes of it. It's been fun. Y'all still rocking with us. We love we you for it. We made y'all wait so long, but I hope that it was worth it that we made you wait this long. We had to we had to work out some kinks. We like, did. We needed new setup. We need we new did. lighting. We needed we need we needed more. We, we wanted y'all to see all of this. That's right. We <laughs> wanted to give y'all a visual, and if you're listening to it, an an auto what is it? Audio audible orgasm. We wanted y'all to have an eye orgasm. You need to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> an auditory orgasm? Auditory. That's the word. I'm like, what is she trying to say? That shit, that word had me in a chokehold. A chokehold, okay. Y'all know what I was talking about. I figured it out. We want you to Context we want clues. you to have a, a a hearing and sight orgasm. Okay. Sometimes you got to dumb it down. Yes. Yes. I just thought about this meme. This man was... Saying, saying something, but he spelled the word like each letter he spelled out in a word. Oh, and she says, "That's right, sound it out, baby." <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew what the word was. 
talk that shit out. Sound it Listen, out. You got to do what you got to do around here. But we love yeah. you guys for watching. Make sure you tune in next week for episode four. And we hope that you guys are enjoying so far. Remember, don't forget to keep sending in the strawberry letters because we literally love them and we hope that you do too. We'll catch you next week on episode four. Bye. Bye, guys. This is the Spotlight Podcast Network.